welcome to another episode of the Trinity United Church Legon Podcast. And now for today's teaching. Matthew 17, 1 through to 9, I read from the English Standard Version. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son, with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. The word of God. Please take your seats and let us pray. Our Lord and our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We bless you that, Lord, you make yourself known to your children. And this morning, we thank you for bringing us to your presence. Lord, speak to us. Lord, help us to encounter you. Lord, help us to know you better. Be exalted above every name, O Lord, and cause every knee to bow and every tongue to confess your Lordship because you are Christ, the Lord. We thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. My dear Christian friends, we are gradually entering into another important period of the history of the church and the calendar of the church. This week begins the important part of Lent with the Ash Wednesday on Wednesday. It is a period of reflection on the mission of Jesus Christ on this earth. And it raises questions such as, who is this Jesus? <clears throat> Why did he come to this earth? Why did he choose to die and choose no other way for our salvation? Did he have to die in order to reconcile us to God? These are questions we should be reflecting on during this period of Lent. 
The Lent period will usher us into the Passion Week when we will celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then we will celebrate Ascension Day when Christ returned to the Father. God willing, the month of March will be a teaching month on the doctrine of Christ. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. And my prayer is that this period of Lent will enable you and me to turn our eyes onto Christ as a person, as a being, and also reflect on his works. The Jews' expectation of a Messiah can be traced to the period of the exile. When they went into exile, because of the situation they found themselves in, they looked forward to the coming of a Messiah. Someone who will restore their dignity as Jews and remove the Gentile rule over them because they were taken into exile by the Assyrians, the Babylonians, and then the Persians took over, and then the Greeks. And by the time of Jesus Christ, they were under the rule of the Romans. Here were people who had a city people thronged to go to Jerusalem. And now they find themselves serving under Gentiles. And therefore, the expectation of a Messiah continued to heighten. And in their minds, they looked forward to someone who will come like God, not born, but will drop to this earth as the son of God and then take upon himself the nature of man to be the Messiah. For some others, the Messiah will be born as a human being, but will be transformed and will carry the title son of man. There were so many other titles that they had in expectation of the coming of the Messiah. In all this, they were looking forward to a level of transfiguration from one state to another. The Reader's Digest Universal Dictionary has defined transfiguration as a radical transformation of a figure or appearance of a figure, a form of metamorphosis. And when we look into the narratives in the Gospels, they testify to the occurrence of the transfiguration. In the transfiguration, Matthew tells us that the face of Jesus shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. The Gospel of Mark adds that 
His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. Mark chapter 9, verse 3. I believe this experience was important to the disciples because they had seen Jesus grow. They had seen Jesus as the son of Mary and Joseph. They had walked with him. They had seen him eat. They have seen him sleep and possibly snore. They had seen him as Jesus, the son of Mary. Yes, they believed that he was the Lamb of God. He was the son of David. But it looked as if their intellectual knowledge needed an experiential component. Sometimes I ask, why didn't Jesus take all the disciples to the mountaintop? But rather took the core, Peter, James, and John. Possibly because these three men will become the figures that will champion the cause of the early church. But they needed to experience something more radical that will prove to them that this person we have been working with is more than the son of Mary. According to the narratives, while they were there, they saw Moses and Elijah. As to how they were able to identify them as Moses and Elijah, is also another story altogether. But at least the account says that they saw Moses and Elijah. These were men of God who did not see death, but were caught up and were no more. And here they were with Jesus. According to Luke chapter 9, verse 31, Moses and Elijah spoke with Jesus about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. They had come to discuss with Jesus whether he wants to go by road or by air. And the indications we have as a result of Jesus' life shows that he has chosen to go by death rather than to be taken into the air like they went through. Because that is the only way he had to go for our redemption. But more important in that event is the fact that while the disciples were wondering what was happening, the Bible says that a bright cloud enveloped them and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. Now, sometimes when you look at Peter and Jesus, it looks like sometimes Peter wants to, I don't know how old he was, whether he was older than Jesus or not. But sometimes he wants to, to bully Jesus as more. When Jesus says, Jesus, keep quiet. But this time, when he was told, listen to him, it meant that even if he was older than Jesus, 
He must give attention to his words. Beloved, familiarity can breed contempt. Sometimes we can so stay in the body of Christ and go through all the routines and be comfortable with what we have as Christians. But this experience of the disciples was to take them to another level. One would have expected that with this experience, Peter, James, and John would be so excited as wanting to come down the mountain and broadcast to their friends. But Peter, as usual, said, Jesus, we want to build you three canopies. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah, so that we won't go down there. This experience, this experience at uh, Atria Mountain is great. We don't want to go down. We want to stay up here with you, living in this cottage. But Jesus told Peter, James, and John, you have to go down the mountain. They had been witnesses, eyewitnesses of what had happened. And they needed to broadcast it. However, Jesus said, don't tell anyone until the Son of Man returns. That is why in 2 Peter chapter 1, Verse 17, after Jesus had gone, Peter the apostle testifies of Jesus. According to Peter, they were eyewitnesses of Jesus' majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to Jesus from the majestic glory of the Father. He heard the voice so clearly that he could testify as an eyewitness. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the experience that these disciples went through will leave deep marks on their hearts. They will not doubt Jesus because they had seen, they had heard that indeed this is the beloved son of God. That was a confirmation of what John the Baptist has also heard when he was baptizing people and had the opportunity to have baptized Jesus Christ. Now Peter is an eyewitness. And he tells us that because he was on that sacred mountain, it is important that we take the word of God seriously. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 to 21, he says, Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And so if the account we have, which gives us the Bible, were written by people who experienced Christ, 
Beloved, we have no cause to doubt. We have no cause to doubt. We need to believe the word of God and see it as God speaking to us and saying, this is my beloved word. Listen to its contents. Peter became convinced that Moses and Elijah that they had encountered represented the law and the prophets. So when he talks about the prophets documenting the word of God, at that time, there was no New Testament. He was talking about the law and the prophets and the writings. And therefore, if Moses stood for the law and Elijah stood for the prophets, they were testimonies of who Jesus indeed was. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, can you imagine what would have happened if Peter, James, and John with Jesus had stayed on the mountain? Jesus had not yet finished his mission. He had not yet gone to Jerusalem to suffer and to die for us. And if he had abandoned this project or mission by staying up there in the mountain, you and I would not have been saved. And so he said, let us come down the mountain. My dear brothers and sisters, I want to challenge all of us to realize that it is not enough to have an intellectual knowledge of God. We need to experience God. We need to experience him, not necessarily seeing him filly-filly, not necessarily seeing him in your dream, as some men of God will want to do. But having an inner witness that testifies to you and me that indeed Jesus is the Son of God. That indeed Jesus came to fulfill the mission of the Father. That indeed through that work you and I have been reconciled and made a people of dignity before God. If we experience this, then we'll have no cause to believe those who think Christianity is a hoax. Peter wrote in First Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 14, and I want to read that for our reflection as I bring this message to a close. First Peter chapter 1, from verse 3 through to 14. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, 
who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a while, a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the suffering of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have not been announced to you through those who preached the good news to you by the Holy Spirit. Sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Therefore, prepare your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passion of your former ignorance. Maybe let me add 15 and 16. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. We need no arguments. We need no plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for us. My prayer this Lent season is that the Lord will reveal himself to me. That the Lord will reveal himself to you. That the Lord will reveal himself to us. Beloved, we need that experience in the world we find ourselves in. The things around us can easily draw our attention from God. But if we experience him, then we will need no other arguments. We will need no other plea. It will be enough that Jesus died and that he died for us. I pray that throughout these 40 days or so, you will make some time to reflect on the work of Christ. Why did she have to suffer to get me my salvation and your salvation? Infinite grace. Infinite grace. Let us bow our heads and pray.
the mountain where we will encounter him. Where we will see him. Where we will experience him. So that nothing, no argument will take our minds off his finished work on the cross. It's getting dark. Many other things around us that seek to blur our vision and our faith. So pray that this Lent period, the Lord will open your eyes and open my eyes to see him. Heavenly Father, we want to see Jesus. So Lord, help us to see Jesus. And confirm in our hearts that indeed he is your beloved son. Whom we should listen to. But Lord, no matter how dark the world gets we will be convinced 
that we serve a living God. I pray, Lord, that in this period you will open our eyes to see you. That those who do not know you, Lord Jesus, as their personal Savior and Lord, will have an encounter. And that those of us who know you, Lord, will go deeper and hold on to our faith. We ask this in the name that is above every name. Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Amen. We are glad you join us for today's episode. To engage with us some more, kindly search for Trinity United Church, Legon, on YouTube and Facebook and give us a follow. You can also join us every Sunday on the premises of Trinity Theological Seminary, Legon. Thank you.